Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Before we start, I feel like I need to ask a question of our audience. How do you say the word? Let me say it like this. Do you say porcupine or porcupine? Or porcupine. Please let us know because um, I found out, I'm not going to tell you the right way, but I found out the correct pronunciation last night and realized that I've been saying it wrong <laughs> all these years, all these 34 plus years. Um, yeah, I was joking with my husband and he said it. And I was like, that's not how you say that. What did you just say? And he was like, yeah, that's the correct pronunciation. And I was like, you are lying. And then I looked it up. And I've been, I feel like I've been saying kind of like a mixture, a mixture of the correct and incorrect. But it really did help my, um, I don't know, my self-esteem or my general (laughs) confidence in myself when Jamie also (laughs) did not think it was pronounced the way that it's pronounced. I'll, I'll just say it. I looked at you like you were insane when you said porcupine. <laughs> well, because I get that it's spelled that way, but it's like, you. I feel like you shouldn't enunciate the U. And it's subtle whenever you hear the pronunciation, but it's still there and I wasn't saying like it. Like porcupine. Am I saying it enough? I don't know. Yeah. I can't. Porcupine. I can't anymore. We've said this word so many times. But I think I was saying porcupine. Porcupine. And it's porcupine. <clears throat> well, <laughs> yeah, so I'd just be curious. Maybe we'll put a poll up uh, in our story on Monday. Let's do it. <laughs> and see. <sighs> okay. Who goes first? Me, I think. I think so, too. Um, so my book is The Vibrant Years by Sonali Dev. O-M-G. I love Sonali Dev. Have you read this one? No, I've been wanting to though. It came out December 1st of 2022. Have you read any of her other no? stuff? Oh my God, you need to. Okay, well this book was fantastic. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, yes, tell yes, me about yes. it. Okay. Um, so the intro was actually written by Mindy Kaling, but she doesn't really have any other involvement in the writing of the rest of the book. Okay, so this isn't... the Mindy Kaling now has her own imprint. Okay. Her own, like, publishing imprint. Uh-huh. Okay. And I know the first book of her imprint recently came out. This is not it. Oh, I don't know. Could be. I mean, that would make sense. But it says it's written... If you look at it, it's written by <clears throat> Sonali Dev and Mindy Kaling. But then when you look at it, only the introduction is written by Mindy. Gotcha. It, it would have on the cover, like, she has her own, like, the Reese's Book Club. Mm. She has her own little sticker now, too, which I'm a little disappointed by, but. Yep. Mindy's Book Studio. Okay. So this is the first book in Mindy's. It, it may not be the first one, but it, it I guess it is a book in her new imprint. Okay. That's yep. really cool. Yep. Um, so, really great Really great. No, I've never read anything by this author before, um, but I'll tell you a little bit about it. So there are three separate narrators 
for the three main characters, which I liked. Like, I liked the back and forth of that. Um, sometimes it's not done well, but I thought this was done really well. Um, so it's really about these three generation of um, women, and they're the Desai women. So uh, Bindu Desai is the grandmother. Um, Alyssa, I think she goes by she goes by Allie generally in the book, and Cully, who is the daughter. So Bindu is the grandmother, but she's 65. She's like our parents' age. And then um, Allie is 47. Cully's like 25. So Allie was married to ben, Bindu's son. They have, at the beginning of the book, they're, they've been divorced for two years. But after the divorce, Bindu stayed, she still lived with Allie. So okay. they decided so she to was continue. Living with she was already living with them. And she decided to stay. Allie wanted her to stay. She was like, please don't leave, you know. And Bindu really raised Kali, like helped them raise Kali. Um, so Bindu is from India. And um, I think she's from Goa. And so she was married and her husband passed away prior to coming to the United States. So he passed away in India, India when she was like close to Allie's age, like in her 40s. And then she moved her and her son to the U.S. at some point. So um, the story really starts with, um, it's really focused around Bindu. And she's just this like beautifully elegant Indian woman. And she just has like this life about her and Kali admires her so much. Um, she and Allie really butt heads a lot, but they love each other. And for her... Bindu and Allie butt heads? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Allie's mother... So Allie is also Indian and um, her mother is um, a fundamentalist Catholic, which is a little bit different because Bindu is not Catholic. She's not an Indian. Interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so they bring that up a lot of like Karen, who is Allie's mom, is um, a really devout Catholic. And she's also just very um, judgmental and Allie doesn't have like a great relationship with her. And she always feels like it's a chore to have to call her and talk to her and because it's always negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Bindu has kind of been her cheerleader. Like she is the one who has really given her confidence in her career, which is part of the reason why she and her husband's relationship fell apart was that she wanted to pursue a career and he wanted to move to India. And she was like, I'm not doing that. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah. So Kali is living in LA. Um, Bindu and Ali are living in Florida. So Kali is like this tech genius star. When she was in high school, she created an app that helps you regulate your stress and anxiety levels. And it's like you wear this band around your arm and it lights up when certain things are happening in your environment. And it gives you tools to be able to calm yourself down. I need that. <laughs> I don't think it really exists. <laughs> no, there is something. Okay. Sorry, I'm going on an aside. Yeah. But my dad gave me something for Christmas like a couple years ago. And um, I know he's not ever going to listen to this. So <laughs> I don't feel bad saying I've never used it before. Um, but it's like a bracelet and it's connected to an app on your phone. And I don't think it like assesses your situation. But I think it's more of like a if you're stressed out and need calming then you put the bracelet on okay. and turn it on kind of thing okay i probably should use it but i never have so anyway maybe this will spark maybe this will prompt me yeah yeah um so she did this in 
in high school and this has really blown up for her and she was able to monetize it and she um, works with a company that um, has kind of taken over the app but they don't charge a subscription fee and they're like the only one that doesn't charge anything and so now they're coming to her and basically being like we're gonna have to charge something and she's like no this is supposed to be for people around the world to help them like this is not supposed to be something that we charge for and then people don't have access to it go cully so it's kind of like a back and forth and she also had a relationship with one of the guys who helped to get it to market and that has since dissolved and so there's animosity there and they're trying to do things behind her back and so she's starting to realize like this is nonsense how do i make sure that this doesn't happen to, to my app that like i created for people to use for the betterment of themselves. Not for me to make money. Right. Um, so she, out loud, is just like, I have a new idea, and it's a dating app, and I'm going to use all my coding and everything to like get to the court. But she doesn't know anything about love. She's <laughs> never even been on a date. Um, so they're like, okay, give us the prototype. Like, we're interested, you know? And she's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> this is just an, a way for her to get them off of this. I got it. Yes. Okay. So Bindu and Ali are living together. They had this huge blow up and um, Bindu actually received a million dollars from a past, I don't want to say acquaintance, but I don't want to, I don't want to delve into it, but she receives this money. She's horrified that the money has come to her. She is trying to figure out what to do with it, that no one knows that she got this money. She doesn't want to explain it because it brings up shame from her past. So she takes the money and she actually decides to buy a condo in this very posh, expensive retirement community. Okay. okay. So she moves out of Allie's house after this argument. She actually loves the community, but the HOA is made up of these like older women and they don't love that Bindu has moved in and she's like the new fancy shiny thing on the block and like all the men in the community are like trying to go on dates with her. So they're just very vindictive and like horrible and anything that she does, they like turn her in and like send her emails like you violated this code of the HOA oh and it's like ridiculous. So there's one person in the HOA, Leslie, who continuously through emails tries to come to her defense. And that's the only person that is regularly like, okay, ladies, let's chill out a little bit. Like, this is not a big deal. And she just ignores all their emails. Like, she doesn't even allow that to face her. So um, something happens, and I don't want to tell you, but she goes on a date with this guy from the community Something happens, and from that, Cully and Allie come to her side, and they really decide to help each other and help Cully create this app through dating themselves, all of them. Okay, So the story is about them dating. We do get flashbacks, a lot of um, back to Bindu's past when she was in India, when she was 17 years old. When this situation occurred where she felt extreme shame and she's kind of lived with that her whole life. Um, And her story is super interesting. And so it kind of unfolds in this um, journal. So at each new chapter, it'll be like Cully. But then there'll be a reading of this journal entry. 
Mm-hmm. And then the chapter chapter will start. And then we'll kind of slowly start understanding Bindu's story and what occurred years ago that she's been trying to forget about and leave in her past that is bubbling up now in the in the present. Um, <clears throat> it's just really well done. And the relationship between the three women is just so solid and beautiful. And they really lift each other up even though they argue at times and they are very different and they have a lot of disagreements um they are each other's biggest fans yeah um and so like any anything that comes at them and you can like they're just ready for a fight like they're not going to let anybody try to tear down their family members the women in their family um and i think that that's a really beautiful part of this story um it's funny it's witty the stuff that happens is kind of irreverent at times and um, it makes it super funny. And then they kind of like joke about it. And it's just, especially Bindu and Cully have this cute little relationship mm-hmm. and Allie is like horrified at some <laughs> of the stuff that they say. Um, it's just a really good novel. It's somewhat about love. I wouldn't put it in a rom-com genre. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. But, um, but there is love and it is comedic at times um but yeah i think that anyone who loves female characters and family ties uh, and strong female characters will really like this book and i think that the cultural aspect was really interesting um yeah i just i loved it i honestly i didn't even realize this was out already so i'm excited to know that and i can't wait to go read it um i have really enjoyed her other novels which are part of a series um and I can't even think of the names of any of them right now but I'll I'll put it in show notes but um she she has this romance series that um it's the Rajay family and each book loosely follows uh, Jane Austen book. Oh, neat. I like so that. So there's one that follows Pride and Prejudice, one for Emma, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it's very loose. And mm-hmm. she says it's not a retelling. It's just kind of inspired by. But they are so freaking good. I love them so much. So I was pumped that she has a new book coming yeah. out, and I can't wait to read it. I think you'll really like it. You need to check out her, okay. her other will. ones. I will. All right. Tell me about yours. All right, my book is honestly not something I ever thought I would like, but I absolutely loved it. Ooh, that's nice. Um, I was just scrolling. There was like an Audible sale, and I was scrolling, and it was a first in a series sale, which is my favorite because I love a good series. Um, and I came across this book that I-, I really wasn't reading descriptions. I was just like, this sounds, you know, this looks interesting, whatever. And I went and checked, and the library had it, so I checked it out. And uh, it's called Bird Box by Josh Mallerman. And um, apparently it was really popular when it came out, and I totally missed it uh, in 2014. The movie? So it's also now a Netflix movie. Okay, I never watched the movie. Me either. I'm glad I didn't. I have since learned that the movie was terrible in comparison to the book. Okay. So let me tell you about the book, which... I would describe as post-apocalyptic horror. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't typically, no. like normally I would run from All of that. that. All Post-apocalyptic and horror does not go I'm, with. Yeah, both of those I'm like absolutely not. And so I'm glad I didn't really know anything about it ahead of time. So here's what I can tell you. Present day, Marjorie lives uh, in a house with two four-year-olds who she calls boy and girl. And their windows are all boarded up. They very rarely go outside, but when they do, they have to do so blindfolded. So they, she has like trained her children to, like when they're inside, they they don't have to have the blindfold on, whatever. So they they can see, but she's trained them to also be able to like walk blindly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We don't know why. They can't go outside. Why they have to be blindfolded? We know none of this. Uh, in the past, Marjorie um, has just found out that she's pregnant. In the past, okay. In the past, <clears throat> she has just found out that she's pregnant. There are reports in Russia of people just all of a sudden going crazy and either killing themselves. Or, like, murdering their family and then killing themselves. And it happens once and people are like, that was really freaking weird. And then it happens again and again. And people are like, okay, what is going on in Russia? There's some kind of strange disease or craze or whatever happening in Russia. But for a long time, they think, like, well, it's not going to come here to the U.S. Whatever it is, we don't know what it is, but it's not going to come here. We're going to be fine. Um and then slowly there are reports in the United States of the craze or whatever it is starting to happen. And so in in the past, like Marjorie and her sister are living together and they're trying to navigate this new world and whatever. So we have past where we just start to see all this stuff happening. And then we have present where whatever it is is obviously in full force and she's having to survive the world. Um, I can also tell you that in the present, she has decided that she can no longer live in her current house. She needs to go out and find help. And so she has decided that she and the two kids are going to take a journey down the river to go seek uh, help. help. But they have to do so blindfolded. Right. It was, uh, I really can't tell you any more than that. Okay. Sorry, quick explanation. But I mean, if I say anything else, I will be ruining it. Uh, It was absolutely riveting. I couldn't stop listening. Interesting. If the two words that I used to describe it, post-apocalyptic and horror, scare you off, don't let it. Because it wasn't. Is it gory horror? It's not gory for the most part. There, I mean, there are gory things that happen but um and there were some descriptions and explanations that had me kind of going like oh i don't know about that um but but overall it was like when i finished i was like oh my god i need i need more of this that's upsetting that it wasn't done well i mean people like the movie though from what i remember like everyone was watching it maybe if you haven't read the book 
people thought the movie was done well, but if okay. you go look at like the Goodreads reviews, mm-hmm. it's like don't watch the movie. Okay. It was so terrible compared to the book because the book was just absolutely incredible. Okay. I might end up watching the movie. I don't know. I'm I can read that kind of stuff Seeing better than I can than I can Me see too. it. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but like I'm curious about it now, but I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. But the book, give it a try. Okay, got it. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> like I keep thinking about it, and there is um, there's a sequel. It's called Marjorie. Okay. And uh, I don't know anything about Do it. Do you but find out in the first book what's going on? Can you say that? Like, do you find out, like, w- what happened? Like, why people went nuts? To an extent. To an extent. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you learn bits and pieces. Okay. Um, and looking at Goodreads for the sequel for Marjorie, people are like, I didn't know I needed a sequel for this book. Because the way it ends, it's like, it could end there and you could be satisfied. Right. Um, and pe- so people were like, I didn't know that I needed a sequel for this book, but I'm so glad that he wrote one because okay. it was really good. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. I'm pumped. I can't wait to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been trying to like space it out so that I'm not. And the sequel's out, like fully yeah. out? Okay. Yeah, the sequel's out. So oh. based on that description, do you think you would read it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you read? I love a post post-apocalyptic you do love that yeah. stuff i'm okay. not on horror i don't really like but and it wasn't really <clears throat> a lot of horror i would say horror adjacent okay yeah i mean i do really like post-apocalyptic stuff that books though then lot. then this is a must for you okay i'll do it <laughs> i will read it and i can't wait to hear what you think in okay. that case okay okay let's talk about the tea okay so this tea is actually a gift um, that was brought to me at Christmas time from my my sister in law's parents are visiting from Columbia, the country. <laughs> Not the school. I up said in Columbia New- before, and people are like, "Oh!" And then they start talking about, like, "No, no, no, no!" Like they're from Columbia, like <laughs> the Bogota, Columbia. <laughs> um, they're not really from Bogota. They're from like a little. Out, like town a few um, hours away from Bogota, but Bogota is like the main yeah. one that people would know about. Um, so Miss um, Norma asked Juliana, my sister-in-law, kind of a little bit more about each of us so that she could pick the right gifts, which that I thought was so super sweet. sweet. Um, so they only speak Spanish. They don't speak English. I do not, we, my family generally pretty much do not speak Spanish. Um, and none of y'all speaks Italian. None of us speaks Italian. Okay. No, um, unfortunately. So I can kind of greet them and understand very few here and there, uh, but that's about it. So they. This was the first time that we met them um, right before Christmas, and they gave me tea and chocolates. And Huli had discussed with them about, told them about our podcast, Aww. and how we drink tea on every episode, and we discuss books. And so I thought that was a really nice. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that she she really personalized all the gifts for us. Um, so this tea is from Colombia. It is fruit forward, and the fruit flavor profiles are blackberry, blueberry, cranberry, raspberry, and grapefruit. Um, and then it has a little 
saying on the box. Jamie and I uh, had to translate all of this before because <laughs> the whole box is in Spanish, obviously. Um, yeah, in case you didn't know, your phone can actually, if you pull up the camera, I mean, depending on what what version of your iPhone you have, you can pull up the camera and it will kind of recognize the text and you can click translate and it'll translate it for you. Or you can take a picture of it and then translate it um, from the photo, which I did a good bit in Spain. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even know that that was a thing that you could do that easily. So um, this morning I learned something new. Uh, the brand is called Evoc, and it's this beautiful box. And um, actually all of the, I told Jamie, all of the packaging that it came in, the bags and the tissue paper, like everything is just beautiful and I don't know. I really liked the packaging and I love the font and all of it. It's just a really pretty box. But on this particular tea, it says um, vitality, the breath that nature gives you every day, the impulse that revives your body, mind, and spirit. I love it. It is very fruity. Obviously, that's really the only per flavor yeah. profiles in it. But it does have a little bit of mint in it, too. It does. I tasted that as well. Yeah. But it's not like a mint tea by any means. Mm -mm. No, I mean, yes, it is super fruity, but and it's good. You can good. smell the mint when you smell it. Yeah. More so than taste it, in my opinion. Um, I wish I had put a little less liquid Splenda in it, um, but... Because I think I sweetened it a little too much with all the fruit, but it's very flavorful and very It's good. very flavorful. Mine's very subtle because I didn't do a ton of the liquid Splenda, and I really like it, actually. I think it's, um, if I was going to drink a berry tea, this one is probably one of the best ones I've ever had. Oh, I agree. Um, so thank you, Miss Norma. Yeah, thank and Mr. you so Alfonso. much. That's so sweet of them um, to yeah, bring this to you. And I looked it up online. Um, it looks like you can order them and have them shipped and everything. Oh, really? They ship to the U.S.? Yeah, I think oh, I believe they awesome. do. I'm pretty sure. Um, so anyways, very cool. Because the, the tea shop that I found in Barcelona that I bought your teas from mm -hmm. and then some others that you I... can't. No. I need to look it up. I say that, and maybe I just thought that well, I could, but I didn't. Do, I didn't go through the whole process, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, like they have a whole online store and everything, and I was like, oh great, I can just order it from online, and then it was like it only ships in Spain, and I was like, no. <laughs> so, but the good thing is you have uh, now family in Colombia right? that if you exactly. want more, and they don't ship to the U.S., you can just get Huli to exactly. have some shipped to you, which exactly. is awesome. Cool. And we are enjoying some lovely biscuits with our tea. Not the British kind of biscuits, the American kind. <laughs> um, just, you know, Pillsbury buttermilk. <laughs> but they're delicious. They are delicious. What are you doing with your day today? <sighs> um, Michael and Lucia are hanging out at home. She was just getting over being sick last week, and mm -hmm. so she's still a little clingy. Mm -hmm. Um she like wants to be held and snuggle and which is kind of sweet but we're also just like making sure she's okay yeah um because she's not as vibrant as she usually is um but yeah not i don't think a whole lot i think we're just chilling at home um it's tomorrow, nice to have a day to chill tomorrow is um martin luther king Mm -hmm. junior day um i think michael is off of work i work for myself so <laughs> you can be off whenever I can you want be off. um i'm not off because we get mardi gras off right. instead of mlk day yeah so i don't know if um i'll bring lucia to my parents or not so 
We'll see. I kind of need to do some work. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What I about have, you? Um, the basketball team that my dad and my brother coach are in a tournament this weekend, and they have a game later this afternoon that I'll probably go to. Cool. And otherwise... Lazy Sunday. Lazy Sunday. Which we don't usually record on Sundays. So this is Marissa had to uh, adjust because I have been crazy busy at work and I couldn't record on our normal Friday. So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers!